Welcome to Holy and Human. I'm Adam Foley. And I'm Elisa Romeo. Today we're talking about how do you know truth? Hello everyone. Welcome. Here we go again. This is an impromptu episode. <laughs> we did one this week. Yeah, already, two. So we, we're like, on fire. It was actually yesterday, right? Yeah. But I sat down with you and we said, oh, thank God we have just a minute to talk. <laughs> this is so nice. Here's, here's some time where we don't have to do work. Yeah. And then we start talking for five minutes and start getting into these. Then we started channeling some things through. <laughs> metaphysical, philosophical yeah. concepts. And I was like, we let's, should be recording this right up. now. Let's get the mics. That's the problem when we can't your work have discussions. is what you're passionate about. You're always working. You're always, you're working. always passionate. Or never working. <laughs> there you go yeah no I, I i feel so blessed to do what we do because i feel like it keeps me connected to my soul every day and one thing that i didn't tell you before which i'll tell you now that everyone might be listening is uh-oh what what is it what are you gonna tell me oh. <laughs> <laughs> i got scared Awkward. you looked in behind you i thought uh, are no. we having an i was reaching right for now? my tea <laughs> is that when we were in the bedroom i'm gonna embarrass you a little bit Ooh. But we started talking, mm -hmm. and it's like when we start talking and meeting in this place and talking about philosophical things and real things, I just look at you, I'm like, I'm so in love with you, and I love that we can talk about this stuff because I have been in relationships where I could not be met in these places. And so just to see you and to be like, wow, this is we're, we're so into the same things, the things that light me up, light you up. Mm -hmm. And I remember once an astrologer saying, because of my chart he's like don't even try to get into a romantic relationship with somebody who doesn't meet you philosophically and like in this way because mm -hmm. you just won't feel really held by that You're using the word philosophically but really what we mean is spiritually yeah but it's kind of especially what we're talking today it is the the philosophical of spirituality yeah. where it is the mm -hmm. what is the meaning yeah but yeah i mean it's definitely not like a rational this, spirit yeah. like you know physically based yeah. how some people would interpret well, philosophy. Well, philosophy that's jumping off from our spiritual experiences, which I always thought was really interesting. So when I f was first having my first spiritual experiences and waking up and seeing things, seeing people's energies and seeing angels and all this, I remember really having this feeling of like, oh my God, this changes everything. everything. But then talking to some people <laughs> that they're like i'd be like oh my i saw my grandmother like she passed away but i saw her you know at the edge of my bed and then them saying replying back something like oh yeah one time i you know i had this spiritual experience but i was always shocked by how so many people haven't let these experiences deeply move them or change them that's really what it and is. that's what it is i think that it's happens penetrating to us. you into a new level of integration because yeah. i mm -hmm. think a lot of people are like wow that was so cool that happened and they keep it in a compartmentalized box mm -hmm. and they think about it sometimes but do they let that experience penetrate them open to integrate into a different way of seeing miracles every day behind everything that has to do more with the yeah. spiritual work and growth because i don't really see us that we like have philosophical debates in in the traditional sense but more that we have these experiences mm -hmm. and then we start connecting these dots and it gets bigger and bigger to these you know greater yeah. concepts but 
what we were talking about today. You want to yeah. jump into that? Yeah. So today I um, checked on my social media and oh, yeah. that's how this conversation yeah, how started. started. And I posted something. The post today was about, I can't remember. It, it was, was about um, like it, something about, oh, what, where we get offended. So it had to do with the last podcast where the mm-hmm. ego gets offended. The soul sees as an opportunity for healing and then in the write-up the summary i had just kind of like truths about soul mm-hmm. and somebody wrote a male wrote and i'm gonna say a male because i do think that has an element potentially of the dynamic of what's going mm-hmm. on and we can get more into why and how and the details um it could be a female though but it's from the same energy of mm-hmm. uh just one little comment that just said how do you know this i love that I love it. I <laughs> and love it didn't it. feel, when I felt into part. the energy of it, it didn't feel particularly charged, like, mm-hmm. how do you know this or something? It was just like a true question, like, how do you know this? Like, like where are you getting this where information Where are you from? getting this information yeah. from? Because this is definitely not information yeah. that, I don't know. What well, are your credible sources? For yeah, this? <laughs> like, like, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. What do you feel? What do you feel like well, energetically I, was behind that question? I like, what do you think he's really asking? Yeah. I th- I think this is this is my intuitive sense. Yeah. My sense is that something is resonating with mm-hmm. him on, on a truth level, but then he has a rational thought come in that's like, wait, but where is this information coming from? Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to trust this information? Which actually that's... And so any I thought about this all day. Just that simple little question because I'm obsessed with that question. I think my whole life in some way has been oriented around that mm. question in terms of how do we know anything? Mm-hmm. What is true? Yeah. And how can we know something is eternal and permanent in an energetic sense versus a fleeting Maya phenomenological momentary experience of emotion or whatever what is true on a spiritual level and then of course there's like degrees and layers of truth and a hierarchy you could say even of truth in terms of what we're building towards and growing and evolving into yeah truth Uh, just what is truth truth changes and it also doesn't change well so i thought you you also told me that you had told our son this. well yeah so and so so i thought about it all day and then yeah. i went to walk with my 12 year old and sunny day cherry trees are blossoming and i was thinking about that question and i told him i just said this i said so do you love mama because <laughs> you brought up the comment you said well, I, I, I didn't got... actually i don't think i started with the comment oh, okay. i think i just started with do you love mama yes and then i said how do you know that and he said, well, you do so many things for me and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, that is, you know, that's almost like pointing at reasons that things I do do for you and this and that. But like, how do you know love? Yeah. How do you know? What I was really asking is like the invisible quality of knowledge that is feeling based a Gnostic experience that doesn't even have to do with like Mm -hmm. that I brought him breakfast this morning or that I'm driving him to basketball camp, but that is a 
a feeling quality. And I was trying to kind of point him to that. And then, then I told him about the comment and then I, we talked for about a minute bef- before he, uh, just kind of dissociated and wanted to talk about the turtle because <laughs> it was, He's you know, like, he, had, my he had a limited of amount of how much he could topic. handle that. Yeah. Um, but then I came back and, and told you about it. And I was talking about how, um, when I was in my undergraduate program of psychology and speech communications, there was a section of speech communications that was about the epistemology, which is the study of knowledge. So it's not just like, what do you know? It's how do you know anything? So the philosophy of knowledge. And so we started to talk Mm -hmm. about what that is. You know, I think we really love this topic mm -hmm. and it's one reason why we were like, get the mics out right now, Mm -hmm. because uh, I think that is in one way, all that we teach Mm -hmm. and everything that we teach is how do you find your internal truth? So meet your soul, getting to know your soul for us is all about how do you declutter your thoughts? How do you get... Uh, navigate your difficult emotions and traumas and challenges all to get down to what really feels true to the point that you know it's true that you know it's absolute truth so in a way what we're teaching is subjective truth I would say that's like kind of like the scientific way they'd say because it's all about your individual sense of truth but also this truth applies to everyone like there's a thread uh, yeah there's a part that is objective but because it's invisible yeah like love and the value system which i would say is traditionally patriarchal meaning it is toward it is holding the values of a false masculine instead of a true energetic masculine so i'm speaking kind of in terms of jungian terms of what masculine means versus a feminine more felt based value system men women it doesn't have to do with sexual identity gender preference we all have these energies of the Mm -hmm. yin and the yang within us so i'm speaking in terms of nothing to do with gender roles on this planet just here's the whole abbreviation so everybody knows you know what we're talking about when we talk about masculine and feminine um but traditionally philosophy has been very masculine in Mm -hmm. terms of how we know things are from facts in the material world that we can prove through measuring sticks telescopes and we're not giving as much value to how someone knows what love is and i think it's been really edited out of our culture of what is true is Mm. what we can measure and what we can quantify and what isn't true is what you might just personally believe we were you know and then we were talking earlier about how today i was i found this guy who's this mathematician who you could almost say he was probably maybe the most evolved form of mathematician where he was really finding connections in the universe of sacred geometry of seeing oh gosh these numbers unfold to Mm -hmm. the dimensions of a pineapple and this reflects this symbol over here and we were talking about how there's these easter eggs that he's chasing where he's seeing these synchronicities with the numbers that reflect into the vibrations of our universe and the yeah. orientation between us and the stars and then seeing winks from God through the numbers on the page of seeing yeah. the footprints of God and knowing the God, the universe, the creator through mathematical sequences, which 
to me, I would have no interest in. I would have, I, I crave a direct Gnostic feeling mm-hmm. experience with God. But for his personality, it was perfectly wired to kind of, he said in the video of his life, I have trouble having relationships because I'm so in love with this creator that's leaving these signs and synchronicities of these number sequences um, that yeah. are in the Schumann resonance and the planet and all these other yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, But that would still be within a masculine kind of system of using numbers, something that is more... I guess. Yeah, I wonder what would happen to that guy <laughs> if we had him dialogue with his soul. I mean, you know, that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it might be all numbers. <laughs> He'd be like yeah. pi, or he might be forget the numbers. <laughs> but epistemology, that word, it comes from two Greek words. So epistemology, again, it's kind of like how do you know anything? And episteme means knowledge or your mm-hmm. understanding. And logia is science or the study of that. And epistemology is basically broken down into two different forms. There's the rationalism and empiricism. So basically empiricism is the belief that knowledge is primarily founded on input from our senses. So here's where we have our first problem is people disagree on how many senses a human has do we have five senses i can't even list them what are they sight touch Mm. taste smell what's the other one that people agree upon Uh, (laughs) i wasn't paying attention (laughs) well you guys know the material i'll look it up the material world senses i think we were supposed to learn this in kindergarten our five senses (laughs) and wait eyesight yeah taste touch hearing why am i forgetting (laughs) this smell did smell. I say smell? Yeah, I think okay. I missed smell before. Yeah. Um, so do we have a sixth sense? Is there an intuition sense? Is it a real sense? Or is that just fiction? That we're already in different universes if we can or can't believe, believe that's a true sense. So there you've already have an epistemological crisis happening of there's going to be two camps of what are the senses? Yeah. And I think the feminine model, the divine feminine, would value the sense that knows that we love that intuitive ability that doesn't just come from sight, smell, sense, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, You could argue there's the sight of love, the smell of love, but really how we know love isn't just how I see you or smell you. We just know it as truth. From a feeling from a Gnostic, meaning a download in the seventh chakra, you could say in terms of new age terms, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. a knowing you just know it. It's in your bones. It's like yeah. the deepest part of you. Yeah, that's why I brought up the subjective idea because I think that how but see that's not subjective. Well, this is this is what I'm, I'm not I'm not using it as a term that I would use, but yeah. I'm saying that other people often what I think scientists categorize things mm-hmm. as is is that subjective knowledge or objective knowledge, right. but objective knowledge can only be agreed upon within the five senses because that's the only reality we can all agree and i would argue if it was a true science doing a real observational method Mm -hmm. then it's it's a patriarchal bias to cut off one of our senses and then to judge reality and the universe from those five senses so that there is no objectivity if you cut off a sense yeah Mm -hmm. and so it's a science that doesn't appreciate value honor the feminine yeah. That is how, what our world of truth 
especially our physical sciences mm-hmm. are built around. I think the new physics starts to get into yeah. elements of honoring the feminine principle, yeah. which is definitely wild. It's like mm-hmm. facts is crazier than fiction. When you yeah. get into a particle can be in two places at the same time, yeah. the observer effect. So how we're witnessing mm-hmm. something changes our, the literal fact of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny we're talking about this today because I feel like we have this psychic connection where what you're going through, like if you're going through a, like a thought process or something that I experience a yeah. similar thought process, <laughs> even when we're in different rooms or yeah. doing different things. And I've just noticed this happening over and over again. Like you'll be like really processing some thing your soul wants to figure out and I'll be processing the same thing on the same day and we haven't even spoken about it. Yeah. So that's what happened to me today. I was driving in the car and I literally started thinking about uh, the scientific method just really? randomly by myself, <laughs> just driving to like go get her son. And I was thinking about how really what the problem is, is the way of thinking. I wish I could think of a better term for that. But it's like the approach of thinking mm, towards yeah. towards science because if you are – everything needs to be uh, measurable or quantifiable, yeah. then you're you're already limited and you're really Well, stuck. and that's what empiricism is. It's yeah. important to refer to experience and observations when beliefs and claims are justified and proven yeah. and that ideas or traditions are not – the primary most important source of knowledge yeah. and then the, the other section or kind of branch of epistemology is rationalism which mm-hmm. emphasizes reason reason mm-hmm. rather than experience and observations as the primary basis justifying beliefs and claims so then it's kind of like what is knowledge and you know in i yeah. it, people start to ask how, how do you identify what what is truth and i think examples of like some epistemological questions would be like what does knowledge mean Mm -hmm. and how does a person get to know something yeah and what is the basis for true knowledge and then they say like what counts as true knowledge is like for example you know it's like did somebody walk on the moon i know somebody walked on the moon how do we know that's true true knowledge must be one you must be able to justify the claim Mm -hmm. two it must be a fact, i.e. people have indeed been to the moon. And three, finally, the person must also actually believe that people have walked on the moon. Yeah. And so you can already see all the issues that would create with a feminine mm-hmm. understanding interpretation. Because if we're talking about facts that can be proven. So that we come back to the comment from the guy, right? Yeah. How do you know yeah. what fact yeah. Do I convey? I can tell him about all the spiritual experience. I mean, that's yeah. the first thing I thought is how well, do you even... Yeah, I'd love to. If you, by the way, if you hear a little snoring. snoring sound, our dog is asleep on the couch between us. She can sleep all day. I know, by she the way. really she does. She just really commits to the 10 hour nap. She's but... a cavapoo, which means she's a cav. This is Cavalier. Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Miniature poodle. And miniature poodle. And Cavaliers were bred to sit on laps. And basically be therapy dogs to their owners, which is why we have her. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, so if you hear that snoring, it's not just me snorting away next to the mic. It's our dog. Uh, I 
I know you, we have to wrap this up because you have a session coming up, but I just wanted to say real quick, my first experiences of when I was first having my spiritual awakenings, when there's these really, it was um, paradigm shattering, Hmm. you know, the experiences. I Gnostic is my favorite word for describing knowing truth Mm -hmm. because it really is this body sense of truth. And I remember during these first awakenings when I first felt like I like left my body and experienced God for the first time, it was this such this utter feeling of this is just true. And in that moment, really clearly knowing this is the truth. Mm-hmm. This is the truth. And I have no way of proving that. And I think with and maybe work, even communicating that it's I've tried my best or doing it on a podcast right now. <laughs> maybe we could write a book about it. <laughs> yeah, or something. I don't know. Uh, but we what we work on is leading people to their truths, a truth that you can't prove to anyone. It's a truth that you have to know yourself and that you have to claim yourself. And I would say the reason people are so scared to trust that is because in general, people don't understand the difference between projection and intuition. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, you say you knew that. But I remember when I thought I loved my ex-girlfriend, guess what? That wasn't true and she hurt me and that wasn't real. So I guess anything on a feeling level I've ever felt can't be trusted. So I better just use my rational mind, masculine interpretation of facts to keep me safe and protected. Like you said initially from the comment when you read into his energy, it was like, I feel. So his feminine is like I'm resonating with something in this comment but then my mind the funnel of my monkey mind says how do i categorize in place and interpret this the the feeling for my feminine this is my my feminine experience i was like this feels like what we're trying to do in our social media our books our podcasts everything we'll do is like welcome to our altar this Hmm. is a sacred space where we really value the feminine in a way that's very intense because the world doesn't value it at all. So we are going to hold boundaries and protect fiercely this space. And if and so to come into a sacred temple of women or the feminine or males that are in the energy of the feminine, right, that are honoring that, you wouldn't just walk in, burst open the door. How do you know this? (laughs) Yeah, that'd be so rude, disrespectful, and just having no sense of the sacred. And that's the part of me that is appalled at the question, not from that particular person, but even the part in my own self that sometimes does that because our society teaches us that that is acceptable. And that comes from the patriarchy, which has hurt women and men and has hurt the masculine and the feminine and the part of the bridge of the divine masculine and feminine and the heroes gyamos that we're trying to Mm -hmm. bring back into union and into that alchemical marriage yeah and so you have to come to this work with a sense of gratitude and sacred and respect and humility and i don't mean that like to adam and i like we don't need anyone praising our egos it's an honoring of the energies that we're all bowing to and we will protect that yeah. And and call it out. Mm-hmm. And so, but also 
we all need to learn. You know, I think it's like we don't live in a society that gets it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think bringing in the sacred is an interesting point because we write a little bit about this in the book too, about trying to find the sacred in your partner and how you can approach them and how when you approach somebody in couples therapy, if you're like, you know, I think that couples therapy sometimes is really missing the passion and the sacred reverence mm -hmm. for one another's soul. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to reignite the passion mm -hmm. if you don't have a sense of the other person's sacredness. And if you don't have an altar to the mystery yeah. of what's going on, if everything is just rational and everything mm -hmm. is interpreted through my mind, you did that, I didn't like it. Yeah. This, da, 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 you know, it's all just like tit for tat. Yeah. But when you start to zoom out or zoom in, depending, yeah. and start to really see the grace and the magic within like the fact where consciousness is embodied in this physical forms with mm -hmm. this opportunity to live on this planet and yeah. have these and start to wake up to miracles. Yeah. Then everything starts kind of like getting to a different category when you're honoring and focusing on what's the energy moving us mm -hmm. not just the egoic kind of external manifestation of yeah our interpretation of that energy and one of the reasons i use that example is because if a scientist is coming let's say to a sacred site and they're like well i'm gonna measure it with my tools or you know try to make sense of why people are having experiences here through this lens they already have lost the sense of sacredness yeah. of coming to that site. And if you don't have the sense of sacredness, you're probably not going to achieve that feeling state of knowing the truth. So unless you have that reverence, that humbleness, that's priming you for a spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. And that is why I think people have spiritual experiences in churches or sacred sites or synagogues or wherever because as soon as you enter those places your body enters into a state of reverence mm. and, and remembering that, right mm -hmm. like remembering like a part of me feels mm -hmm. there's some kind of world i've been cut off from some type of access to universal knowledge that i've been craving that i didn't even know i was missing yeah mm -hmm. and that universal access and that knowledge is what soul work is all about and is what we're really trying to and it's it's funny because we call ourselves teachers but really what we're doing is we're trying we're we i see ourselves more as like we're providing people with tools so that they are their own inner guru and their own inner teacher of connecting to that soul voice and learning how to, to trust and mm -hmm. how do i know yeah. How do you know? And can you discern between projection and intuition? Do you know if you're in a false yeah. belief system? How do you feel that somatically in your body? What's going on in your third chakra in your chest? If you're in a little mild power trip or if you're humbly opening to the wisdom and mystery of the universe? Yeah. So we're trying to teach a truth that only you can find. A living wisdom. A living wisdom. Nice phrase. I like it. Uh, yeah. So I think that's just a good note to end on is that I would, as it putting out as an inquiry for people listening, is try to notice degrees of truth, what feels true to you. And you can notice that for yourself, but you can also notice that when somebody's speaking to you or teaching at you, does this make you feel more like you're in your truth or less like you're in your truth? Does this bring you closer to that truth that feels so right and so aligned? Or is it misleading you mm -hmm. so uh yeah just like there's this so much might more have been my say. favorite podcast oh wow what do you think wow. 
did you like it? How yeah. do you feel about I it? I don't know if I can maybe, label my favorite. Well, maybe We've this is just because cool it's people. my favorite. Oh, yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, mm-hmm. the topic. This yeah. is probably one of my favorite I would topics. say this is both of our favorite topics. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. And um, leave a review. Subscribe. Let us know what you think about this concept. We'd love to hear how do you know anything? And how do you know you know your own personal epistemology? Thanks for listening.